Hey, what's up, guys? It's Woody Landeros. You guys are listening to Shut Up and Fail. I'm here with Casey Asku, professional dancer. All right, cool. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Good, good. So go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Okay, so my name is Casey Askew. I'm 23 years old, originally from Seattle, Washington, and I am a professional dancer. All right, so what does that um, what does that title entail? Like, what do you do, like on a regular day basis? So, being a professional dancer, there's a lot of um, time, like time downtime, because you know you're not always working. So I take a lot of class and go to the gym a lot. Really work on my body. Um, and then when there are those jobs, I audition and then hopefully get them. And then sometimes they last two days, sometimes they last a year. So you never really know. It's pretty um, all over the place, which is fun. So even though I'm a dancer, I don't really understand how you get these jobs. <laughs> how, yeah. how have you been able to get these jobs? Like, is there like an agency or something? Yeah. So Let me throw a quick shout out. Yeah. So I'm with MSA, uh, McDonald's Sales Nick Associates, which is um, a dance agency primarily. And they basically send me on all my auditions, and then hopefully I book things through them. Nice. And I'm going to give you, because I don't think just saying professional dancer highlights enough. Can, can I just, I want to give you like just 15 seconds of just, I'm Casey Askew, I blank, blank, like throw it out there, man. Okay, so I was on season 11 of So You Think You Can Dance when I was 19 years old. I made it to the top six, which is top three guys. And then um, sort of after the show, I took a little bit of a hiatus, but then I recently went on tour with Derek and Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars. And that was like a three, four month tour. How was that? It was awesome. So it was really cool getting close with Derek and Julianne and then also learning a new style, which is ballroom. Ballroom. I actually started out with ballroom. Cool. It's fun. I started out with ballroom and... um, it was a place in downtown Riverside, mm-hmm. and it just was too expensive. <laughs> yeah. And Terry was really nice. <laughs> Dance is expensive. <laughs> yeah, it is very expensive. So what do you enjoy most about being a professional dancer? Um, like I sort of touched on earlier, you're always working on your own schedule. Like there's, it's not a nine to five job, obviously. Yeah. So you basically can do as much or as little as you want. If you're, if you're needing to, or if you're wanting to put a lot of work and and time into it, you can basically take class and go to the gym and, and audition. Or if you sort of want to pull back and you need like a couple of weeks to yourself, you can sort of um, take that time and and there's not um, any penalties. Like if you're working a nine to five, definitely go to the gym. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or growing out your hair. Yes. It's like really, really long. (laughs) It is very long. I'm jealous. Too bad I have curly hair. <laughs> so um, what are you most known for? Like, I know you said you um, did ballroom, but um, so what's, I, your, what's your favorite? Yeah, so I, I grew up um, training at a studio. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I grew up <clears throat> training at a studio and basically just learned all the different styles like jazz, lyrical, uh, ballet. We didn't have contemporary back then. Um, but now I would consider myself mostly a contemporary dancer because I am very technically trained. But I try to do everything because in L.A. you have to be versatile as a dancer. Nice. Um, Let's go back to the So You Think. Yeah. Because this is Shut Up and Fail. Yeah. So I'm sure the entire experience was not 
a success 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 story yes so you know the whole time i was on the show i, I sort of felt like a failure because um they push you so hard and and it's something that you don't really see on camera because all you see is like the finished product um, on the TV show, which is two hours every week. And what no one really knows is that we're putting hours and hours and hours in um, just to like perform that one minute, 30 second dance each week. So um, it's actually really scary because the choreographers and the uh, producers and the dancers, everyone's under an intense amount of pressure. Um, and I feel like all that pressure gets put on the contestants. Um, so like we felt like, we had to make it absolutely perfect and nothing's ever perfect. So in return, it sort of made me feel like I was just not good enough for the show. Or I wasn't doing my best because there was so much pressure and so much um, just it was just really intense coming from all these different sources. Um, so, yeah, it was like a hard experience, but ultimately like I got through it and I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, do you feel that everyone else was going through the same thing? Like, did they express yeah, absolutely. So everyone got, all the contestants got really close on the show. And um, I think we sort of bonded because it was so hard and so mm -hmm. intense. And um, we sort of created this little family um, amongst 20 strangers because it was so much work for us to do. And I think that really brought us together because we were going through such a difficult time. So coming from competition <laughs> dancing, to like on TV yeah. dancing is is there like a big difference? You said there was like a bunch of hours of training. Yeah, would you say it was like a huge amount or what's? I would say you know competition dance. I think there's really nothing that's harder than competition <laughs> dance um, because it's just it's I don't know. Growing up, you put so many hours into your routines and and your and you have to take classes on top of that and it's and you're in a studio so it's all pretty much regulated yeah whereas once you enter the professional world there's no one telling you like in order to book this job you have to take five classes a week you yeah. know so i think studio stuff is some of the hardest stuff you'll do as a dancer because it is so rigorous and i think that ultimately prepares you um for your professional job because if you do have a good work, work ethic and if you do have a good studio you will take those classes, but um, I'd say it's similar. But I definitely think growing up in a in a in a rigorous competition studio is um, almost harder than dancing professionally because they do require so much more commitment than just mm -hmm. um, working a, a one off dance job. Yeah, and um, so when you were dancing for you, so, so you think, and these things were coming you know, across your head and also with the other competitors. How did you handle that? Like, 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 what did you do to handle that? Like, did you talk to people or did you just like get frustrated? Because yeah. I know like for myself, I'll just start like, I'll start cleaning or something. Or yeah, I'll start yeah. doing some random thing or yeah. organizing things. Well, um, I don't know. I can't say for everyone on the show, but for me personally, I had a couple like really close uh, friends that were on the show with me and like that they were able to really like we grounded each other I felt like through the whole experience and I don't think I would have been able to like get through the entire show like completely sane if I didn't have those like people who understood what I was going through and mm -hmm. and sort of brought me back down when I was freaking out yeah or something yeah definitely like expressing those um well failures or those feelings with other people like 
it's just it just makes everything like a lot better yeah because i feel like when i was training with you and um just playing dancing yeah i was looking at ram i don't know if you remember ram mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but i felt like i felt like i wasn't gonna make it starting out and mm-hmm. i was looking at you and i felt like i was gonna just i was just gonna fail yeah. and everybody was staring at me yeah but then after talking to ram he was like dude just don't think about it yeah just keep on dancing yeah just keep on going it's okay to feel like that absolutely i think the second we start comparing ourselves to other dancers or other people in general like that's when we really do feel like we're failing because like when i was on the show there was obviously dancers who were like way better than i was um and there were moments when i sort of compared myself because obviously like you're on a competition show you're, you're naturally going to compare yourself to the competition so yeah. to say um and then i would think like wow these people are so much better than me like i'm not even a good dancer like but but i was a good dancer it's just when you compare yourself to other people then that's when you sort of feel like oh i'm not measuring up to that person or that person but the mm-hmm. thing is is like they're just different they're different dancers than you yeah. and i learned that there was thousands of people out there that appreciated what i did and how i moved and how i danced um so that's sort of like a big thing is that like the fans just um sort of made me feel like accepted as a dancer because i was comparing myself to people who i thought were better than me but i realized that there were so many people out there that loved what i did and loved me so that was that was pretty cool yeah i feel like at the same time um you grow so much from comparing yourself in in a healthy way yeah because i i always compared myself with you Mm -hmm. and i was always behind you in dances and i always like wanted to be on the side of you yeah and like i feel like if i didn't have you then i wouldn't become the dancer that i am today because i i like i let all my frustrations turn into like breakthroughs Mm -hmm. see that's good because i'm not necessarily like that like i Uh, when I start comparing myself to other people, it sort of makes me shut down because I just think like, wow, there's no hope. There's no, I'm not as good or I'm not as like talented or I'm not as good looking or it's just when I start comparing, it's, it's not the same for me. So I think that's a good way to spin it is like comparing and then, and then wanting to like push yourself to be just as good or push yourself to be better instead of comparing and shutting down. Yeah. So you actually, um talking about shutting down you you fell off of the social media world for a little while when i saw you were getting a bunch of followers from so you think and from other um shows and commercials and yeah so what what happened there so with that i um right after the show like i gained a ton of followers on social media like twitter and instagram um tens of thousands and at first it was really cool. Like I thought it was awesome. Like I'm getting all these fans. Like this is what I've always wanted. This is why I came on the show. And then it got to a point where once I was off the show and like the tour was over, I wasn't doing anything with So You Think anymore. And I had like these tens of thousands of followers. They were, it almost felt like they were like sitting and waiting, expecting me to do something else. <laughs> and like, and I was, and I felt a lot of pressure. I was like, yeah. okay, so I just gained like, all of this following and now I feel like I need to give them what they want or give them or show them something that I'm doing that they would want to see or or book another job that they would think is cool you know so it started it was like this vicious um, cycle of me 
wanting to like please my followers and then in return it wasn't making me happy because I was just trying to to do what they wanted yeah um so ultimately I just ended up deleting all my social media which was like a really difficult experience but I once I did it it felt so much better because I wasn't I wasn't living through a a telephone screen anymore and I wasn't Mm -hmm. living to please strangers anymore which I don't think anyone should do I think that if you're put in the spotlight you should do whatever the heck you want to do and like if the people follow you like it then good for you and if they don't like who cares you know yeah um the biggest thing for me was I ultimately after the show I felt so much pressure to do something great that I ended up doing nothing and Mm -hmm. that like obviously made me feel like a failure because it was like I had like tens of thousands of followers and I should have been doing something awesome, but I wasn't. And so I was like, wow, I'm I'm a failure. I was just on So You Think. I was on a TV show with millions of viewers and I should be doing something awesome. I should be booking jobs, but I wasn't, which is okay. But at the time it felt like the end of the world because like I wasn't doing anything and I wanted to be. So that that, was like a Just that pressure of like, having people look at you and I feel like um in my last video I talked about how being like the oldest out of five Mm -hmm. it's not it's not the same as like tens and thousands of followers but I still had that pressure to actually create something and to be somebody so like I understand what you're talking about when you just have to like shut down yeah so it's just it's crazy like because looking from an outer perspective into the glass it's just like i thought it was all perfect yeah and i really thought like i was one of those followers like what is he gonna do next yeah and it's crazy to just think like man like i didn't i didn't i didn't necessarily understand when you deleted your social media and then i talked to you and i talked to other people and they were like he's in hawaii and i'm like man this is crazy like this is like i was literally like I need to do this. I don't even yeah. have like a hundred followers, but I need to do yeah. this. But it's just like, it's really awesome that, that you can, you can separate yourself from that, that world of, you know, the, the black mirror mm-hmm. and, and step into reality and, and travel and go do things like that. So right after, did you, so you deleted it? Did you, did you regret it at all? Um, I didn't regret it. I sort of felt like a little bit of like a loss just because, I mean, you know, as as much as we don't want to admit it, like sometimes posting things and getting likes and comments, it can feel so awesome in the moment and it can feel like the most gratifying thing, you know. I would post and get like 15,000 likes on a on a picture and be like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And then like I realized that it's all just like bullshit, like none of it really matters, you know. I didn't know any of those 15,000 people that were liking my photo. And so I felt like, why should I have to please them? Or why should I have to do something that they would want to see me do? You yeah. know, because, you know, it wasn't, it didn't matter to me. And so once I deleted it, it was sort of like, oh, wow. Like, I don't have that gratification of people liking everything I'm mm-hmm. doing anymore, you know. But <clears throat> I learned to be more present in the moment and more present in what I was doing instead of thinking of, oh, how can I turn this moment into an Instagram photo? Or how can I turn this moment into 
a status or, you know, it's like, cause as an influencer, as someone who has a lot of a following, that's sort of what your mindset is. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're doing something cool, you're like, okay, how can I share this to my following? Cause I mean, you do want them to see it, but at the same time, it's like, once you just step away from that whole mindset, you can really start like living in the moment and appreciating what's going on around you instead of trying to spin it into something that you're going to post online. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been kind of difficult for me doing, I mean, I barely started doing vlogs mm-hmm. and um, this Rebecca and I usually spend Sundays together Yeah, and I'm always there with the vlog camera now mm-hmm. and she's like, just put it down. Yeah. It's okay. So we spend like the entire Sunday just without phones, without anything, go to the beach or go somewhere yeah. and it's almost like you can actually hear the world and not what yeah, you feel that the world wants to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, it's just like, it's crazy. Rebecca doesn't even have a phone. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, she just she just threw it away. Like she's just like, nope, not gonna do it. That's awesome. So maybe I should delete my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back though. <laughs> I know. Um, so kind of just so after that, after you dealt with all that, did did any of the um, agencies or the people that were hiring you did they say anything? Like where did you go? Um, not necessarily. I think like a lot of my friends who from So You Think or from the dance world were like, like, where are you? Like, where yeah. have you been? What have you been doing? Because I kept in touch with like my my close friends, but everyone else that I was sort of friends with before through So You Think, I sort of lost contact with just because I was not living in L.A. and I was doing my own thing. Um, so like when I did come back, it was a lot of my like uh, friends from the dance world were sort of like, where, like, where have you been? Like, what have you been doing? Um, and I think a lot of them thought it was really cool that I was able to sort of like step away from social media and then take time for myself and travel and do things that made me happy. Because I think like, if that's something you need, then you should go ahead and do it. Because, um, now that I'm back on social media and I'm back sort of in reality and working hard and working, I, feel so much different than I did three years ago before I did before I deleted everything and, yeah and I'm in such a like better place now that I feel like I'm ready to officially like start pursuing like all my dance career and before I don't think I was ready yeah. you know um so I'm glad I like sort of hit like that reset button and and now I'm in a place where like I'm working hard and and working a lot which is good yeah my mind got stuck on the traveling part yeah, I know <laughs> where, where did you travel to so I went to Hawaii like a, more than I can count. <laughs> um, I have family there. So I like that's just like a place for me. Like I need to go when I'm sort of dealing with a lot. I just go and sort of reset. Um, I went to Barcelona and um, Switzerland and just traveled a lot of places in the U.S. that I wanted to go. Did you go with someone? <clears throat> um, no, I went alone most times. And um my advice to anyone is to go and travel by yourself. Um, you learn a lot about yourself when you're just in another country alone. And um, all you have to do is like just go and talk to people and talk to strangers and make friends. And and it sort of breaks you like out of that little bubble that you're in. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was really, really rewarding and really helpful for me because I'm such an introvert. And it yeah. sort of forced me to like get to know people who I didn't know. And mm-hmm. Traveling by yourself is like awesome yeah that's awesome so 
Um, just going back to when you were first starting out, what type of advice would you, I mean, what type of advice would you give yourself like starting when you were first starting out in this career? Like just going into dance before even so you think, like I want to make sure yeah. that like if you're a dancer and you're listening to this, mm -hmm. you get this advice. Yeah, so my biggest thing that I always try to tell young dancers because I do teach a lot <laughs> um, is that like sort of what we said before about comparing yourself to others, like that's that will end you as a dancer, um, especially today because there's so many like kids today are better than the adults, you know, and I feel like it's really hard to be growing up in the dance world right now just because mm -hmm. everyone is so talented. But that's the thing is everyone is so talented in their own way. And when you start comparing yourself to the girl next to you or the boy next to you, then that is sort of really when you start to feel like you're a failure. And, yeah. and that really discourages a lot of people. Um, I think like what you said before, like sort of comparing and then making that push you a little bit um, it's a good thing, but I think ultimately if we, if we compare too much and we, we start to think like, oh, my, my legs aren't as high as that other girl or my turns aren't as good yeah. as that person, then that's, that's when it sort of discourages, especially young dancers, because they're so um, impressionable and they're so um, easily influenced. Mm -hmm. I think that if you, if you do start com making those comparisons, then ultimately it will end you. And yeah. I think just focus on you. Each dance is dance is unique and it's different for every person and just because you move one way doesn't mean you should have to move like the person next to you you know yeah. i think the best dancers are the ones who just have their own just dance to the beat of their own drum they do their own thing and not necessarily have the best technique or the best lines or i think ultimately just stop the comparisons and because dance is art and and art there's no rules for it yeah yeah definitely not comparing yourself to another individual but maybe um, I guess what I was trying to say is comparing yourself in like in a position or in a place in life. Like mm -hmm. I want to, I want to be successful. Yeah. This is how these people are doing it, yes. but I'm going to do it my own way Yeah. because like there was no way in hell I was going to be like you, man. <laughs> I, I like, I like actually looked at it and like scaled it and I was like, okay, I have to do this many turns. <laughs> I have to do this and that. And I just stopped. I was like, no, nope, yeah. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out another yeah, way or another way. like you know, route to actually get in the front. Yes. And I think just comparing the positions or being able to say like, I can do my own thing, my own way. Yeah. And I'll still make it there. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you a hard question. I ask on every single podcast. Go for it. And everybody's been saying the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give me as I continue producing work for Woody's journey and shut up and fail and like the things that I'm doing. Um, some advice I would give you, <clears throat> um, just cause you're starting out, I think not getting discouraged or not getting, um, or feeling like let down if you're necessarily, your content isn't getting the most views or getting the most reach. Cause I think that just compare, uh, making like a comparison to my, um, current boyfriend, he, is in like the vlogging and uh, content creating and, and he started out years and years ago and he said when he first was posting videos they were getting like 50 60 views you know but like that didn't stop him and now mm -hmm. he has over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and 
and is a major influencer on Instagram. So I think that for you, it's not getting discouraged and it's and it's plugging away no matter how many views you're getting. Because ultimately, if you keep producing high quality content, like people that won't go unnoticed yeah. and people will start watching and it will, you know, as long as you just keep doing it and not and not get discouraged in the beginning when necessarily you feel like you're not getting as much views as your content deserves, you know? Yeah. I think that was the best one so far. <laughs> Everybody's telling me to just stick with it. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah, yeah. obviously stick with it, but. That's all. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That really goes a long ways. Um, so last thing is just plug yourself. Just tell us where we can follow you. Like, is your ads, everything. <laughs> And then your shout outs. This feels too. so wrong after I said <laughs> I deleted all my social media. Um, no, so I basically only use Instagram, and uh, you can follow me at Casey C A S E Y Ask A S K. Um, and again, I ever since I deleted all my stuff, I tried posting less, so you won't find a ton for me. But but please follow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to Shut Up and Fail with Casey Asku.